is up, guys? You're listening to Walking in Faith. I hope you have a blessed day and that you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. What is going on, everyone? I hope you're having a blessed day. And if you're about to listen to this later at night, I just hope you had an amazing day. But if it's morning time for you, I hope that you have a blessed day and that God's going to move so greatly in your life or just even in the day that you have right now and that people are going to see it and see the light that you're shining and they're going to take upon that and ask you why you acting like this. And, you, and I already know your response is going to be God. But man, I just want to encourage you to keep going and that if you have if you're overthinking things right now or just have any questions about everything, submit it to God. God's going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. But I hope you're doing good. I hope your family's doing good. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys for tuning in for the podcast, the first and second episode. There's been a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback, and just things that I want to be asked. And so I just want to say thank you guys for just tuning in. And thank you. Like, honestly, thank you. Because it just gives me a chance to even connect with you guys and just even hear the things that y'all want to talk about. For example, like, there's going to be a relationship series coming up. And that's been a lot of questions lately. Like people are asking me, like, oh, what about this? When are you going to do a relationship series? We got some questions about relationships and just like, what can I do in this type of situation in a relationship or how do I, per- how do I pursue somebody? And so we're going to get depth into that, but we're going to do it through the word, through biblical God's word. And so everything's going to be straight from him and how to re- really represent Christ in a relationship. But here's the thing, though. That a lot of the advice I'm going to be giving is from things that have been spoken to me by married couples. So you're going to be getting things from insights that things I've learned. Because I don't want to give advice on a topic that I'm still navigating through. As well as that God is preparing me for my significant other. But we're like I said, we're going to go deep through the word. Go over scripture and how to be you know, a godly man and godly woman. But yeah, this this is going to be a, you know, a pretty decent long um episode you know and it's gonna be amazing like i already feel god moving so let's get right into it so we got a quite a questions quite a question quite a couple questions today but we're gonna go in order and just make it like level up topic you know so the first one i'm about to break down it simply is the steps of how to elevate yourself when you're a baby christian so first of all i just want to say that Congratulations on making the best choice of your life and accepting Jesus. And as well, there's going to be so many things are going to be coming in your life. There's many blessings and lessons, but those lessons are blessings because you're going to realize like, man, this is the area that I needed to grow in and God is letting you grow into it. But that question, my my main thing and my main like opinion or just in general, get involved. Get involved with the church. Get involved with the community that's going to support you and has the same like mind. Like, for example, when I first got into, you know, my walk, man, I had to ask God to remove a lot of people. Not even that's like a lot of people remove myself from these people. I got to tell God to rem- or not tell God, ask God to remove me. And so that experience and God bring me back to my home church and not only just bring me to my home church, but let me fall into a community and ministry that is so supported and loved by each other. And it's really like a true family there, which is amazing because I know that's one thing that's helping me in my faith because when I'm feeling low, somebody else can pray for me or I get asked for encouragement or just ask for prayers. But I recommend just getting involved into a church or 
any community that has the same like mind you, like, oh my gosh, the same as like mind as you do for Christ. And if you don't have a church, you know, it's okay. Go visit one. You know, go explore. Go look at some churches. Go, go find some friends. Go even like start your own Bible study. But in the tide of all that, make sure you stay in your word. Because I know like a lot of people who are walking in their walk, they kind of get discouraged because a lot of things that they're expecting are not happening. But I promise you, if you get into God's word and abide in his word, he says he abides in you. So if you let it abide in you and you abide in him, what can go wrong? But yeah, like that's the main thing I say as a baby Christian. Just stay tuned in, get close with God as much as possible. Um, but don't do it as a, a way to man please like as in like you're about to please people or trying to please people like don't do that no please god only and move in the way that he wants you to move and simply just be around him try to just like i ask myself this every single time i'm doing something on top of prayer but it's like where is god in the middle of this so if you're doing something and you ask where is god in the middle of this and you don't sense god or you don't even feel his presence in there ask for his presence to fall into that place and let him make you the change in that in that area as in like you know there's people around you that doesn't believe what you believe but ask god to use you to speak to those people but even as a baby in christian faith you could just like honestly still be used like it doesn't matter what level you're at in the understanding that god will still use you but it's just best to like i said get in community get involved and just learn as much as you can there's so many things that I have to learn like I'm learning so many new things, and I've been in it for a while, but there's always a room for improvement as well to learn who more who God is and build that relationship. So, yeah, I th say, like, just get involved and get deep into what you want to ask God to do for you and just focus up. That's really what I could say and tying up with being a baby Christian. So, yeah, like, I, that's my main points of, you know, elevating your, like, your walk elevating your faith is getting tied with the right people seek guidance look for spiritual warriors or spiritual leaders and just ask them questions like like i said when i first started my walk i was asking questions left and right i was like a, a kid that's playing sports like asking about every play like okay what do i do how do i do this how do i do that when can I do this? When can I do that? When is the best time to do this? Or what would God like me to do in this area? Or, And I'll just ask God a bunch of questions too. Like God wants to have those conversations with you that are simply just trying to learn him more while he's going to learn about you or he knows who you are because it says that in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that God already knows the plans for you and the peace that he's going to lay on you. Like God already knows that all. But even in the Chapter 1 of Jeremiah, God talks about here he knew you in the womb. Before he formed you, he knew you already. So it's just our part to even learn who Christ is. And once you know him, like, that's the best part because, like, God is going to move greatly in your life when you actually just seek him. Like, honestly, just seek him. But there was a comment, though, that I like to say that getting real, getting real into this. So that's what we're going to do with these upcoming episodes. We're going to get deep and real and just understand what god's word really means and why he says that and so going into the next question after that one but it is um see, man we got a lot so let me just see because I, I had this i had this lined up but i want to get it to a uh, spot where 
certificate like work you know with questions right here got a good one how have you seen god answer your prayers as you have sought wisdom in your life okay so i know early in christian like faith and they're walking in faith there's been a lot of questions about like why ain't god answering my prayers or um what can i do for god to answer my prayers and it's simply just like i said bite in his word and talk to him submit everything to him and god does answer your prayers god hears every single prayers that you have but it's just willing to be obedient in the time of waiting and how you're going to wait so how's your posture reading so you got to ask yourself okay am i still praising him and i'm still having faith in him am i still trusting his word and i'm i'm still going to seek him as well just move in the way he wants to move even though i'm supposed to be still and he's letting me wait through my praying time and i think a lot of us don't even realize that the spot you're in right now is a prayer that you've been praying a while back and so you're in the middle of that prayer right now so for me honestly like i said personally and being specific i had asked god about wisdom about who my friends are and honestly like how to become more like jesus and it's the renewing of your mind so that simply means stop sinning back away from sin i think a lot of us get in this spot where we're like we're trying to so focus on not sinning i had to tell myself stop focusing on sinning and start focusing more on how to be on jesus and start seeking him so the more i start seeking jesus the more i have less time to sin and so sin actually comes in play when you're bored and you have so much time on your hand. And so me being busy and seeking God, I didn't have no chance to fall into sin. I mean, I know the enemy's going to try to tempt you, but when you, den when you deny him and you, you know, rebuke him, he flees and he stops bothering you. And it says that in the word that he flees. But your power and your authority is so strong with Christ inside of you that the Holy Spirit will literally minister to you. But I don't think the realize people will realize the authority we carry with the Holy Spirit in us. So to be real, it's simply just to be obedient and in the times of waiting, stay obedient and don't let your faith waver. And at the same time, you cannot let yourself to go into the same spot with the secular world. For example, like if you had a prayer about a specific someone or a prayer to stop doing a specific thing, you got to stop setting yourself with the be in that position for that thing to play out. You got to stop being in the position or setting yourself up to fall. Instead of realizing, okay, what do I got to do and how am I going to do it? How am I going to get closer to God every single day? Because I think we get into a spot of where we're like, okay, I messed up today. What did I do wrong for myself to get in that position? Okay, and like, don't think of it like that. Think more of like, okay, I messed up today. God, I repent and I know you forgive me and you love me because that's what your word says. So from today and from this point on, what can I do to get closer to you? Because I think we focus more on what we shouldn't be doing but not more on what we should be doing. And so it gets in the spot of renewing your mind, realizing that who you are in Christ and what Christ did for you. Because Jesus died on the cross, canceled every sin, that you're no longer in bondage of sin, like anything. So I think we get to a spot of where we get bonded by our own condemnation because we're beating ourselves up half the time with our own sin. But those prayers that you answer and want to grow in your faith is simply being obedient and letting God take control of your life. Because there's been times of people were like, oh, um, I accepted Christ, but it still gives me the right to do the things I've been doing. Like, no, it does not. Like, it simply does not. Because imagine if this is how I put it. This is how I used to teach. Not how I teach, but this is how I say it to the, the kids I teach up in youth. Imagine if you Jesus was standing right next to you. 
and the cross and him being crucified just happened, but you sinned again. That's like another opportunity to put him back on the cross. So why would you put Jesus back on the cross constantly every single time you sinned? Because he's canceling out your, you know, your sin. But I'm saying it's like it's like putting Jesus back up there on the on the cross because you're constantly sinning. But at the same time, like your grace, God's grace, should not be taken advantage of. Just because he forgives you does not mean you should be doing that to somebody. So just like for example, you love somebody, right? Why would you constantly do something to hurt them if you know it's going to hurt them? And so that's where just my point of view gets into because we get to a spot of letting that stuff happen and thinking it's okay, but it's not. And like for me, like I'm entirely big on not drinking. Like if you're smoking and drinking and you say you're a follower of Christ, you really got to fix your heart and you really got to seek what God wants. And are you just doing it? Are you saying that you believe in Christ because you want to get out of spiritual debt? Or are you believing in Christ because you actually love him? And so I'm not saying this to convict anybody or condemn everybody. It's just the, the realness of what it really takes to follow Christ. Because he says in his word, deny up your cross and follow me. And so when you deny up your cross, meaning when you deny your flesh, when you deny your needs and deny your desires and the temptation and you take up what God wants and who he is and what he wants for you, that's when transformation starts. But at the same time, listen here, I met a lot of people in my walk who I talked to Jesus about and they're like, okay, I got to change this. I got to change that. Like, no, don't, you don't have to change in order to follow Jesus. Jesus is the change. Once you accept him, he changes you, your heart changes you from the inside out. And that's the truth because me, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a literally example of that. Somebody who, like I said, used to smoke, drink, party, do all these things. But once I, I used to like, oh my God, I, I said this earlier today. I used to dislike people so much. Like I used to think people were so annoying. I used to think like every person I saw, if they didn't have common sense, like, dude, you are just, you know, I'm not going to say the word because it's, that's wrong. But kind of letting Christ transform me, I realized that those same type of people that I judge are the same people that Jesus died for. And he loved them just as much as he loved me. And he chose them just as much as he chose me. And so once you under understand that Jesus loves you no matter what, and that you see that, that love that he has for you, you start loving everybody else the same. Because you start realizing that everybody who believes in Christ is your brother and your sister. And so that what got to me to realize like, man, <laughs> I got to start judging people because they are the same type of person I am. And maybe they just don't understand like you do. And that's where a lot of people need to understand them for themselves is that the people that we're judging, they simply just don't understand how you're thinking and how you want it done. I'm going to put it like this. Pastor Isaiah, I always mention Pastor Isaiah because that's where I get a lot of my um, understanding. And as well, like, I get my understanding from the word. Don't get me wrong. But he, uh, Pastor Isaiah, like I said, he hears from God. And so the teachings that he does and the things that he says are just, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just anointed. So he said this to us during a season of, Learning about expectations. A lot of us put a silent expectation on somebody. So when they don't feel it, fulfill it, we're mad at them for filling a, a silent expectation that we did not tell them that we had an expectation for. So when we're judging people or we're seeing people a different way or I like getting on them because they didn't do something right, we're putting a silent expectation on them because we want them to do, we wanted them to do this in a way that we wanted it to look good. And we got to stop doing that for real. <laughs> we got to stop doing that. 
So going back with that question, it's talking about, you no, know, how's God answer your prayers? God has answered my prayers through obedience and waiting, having patience. And a specific, specific prayer, like I said, is asking God to change my heart and change who I was in my life. Because, <laughs> I, like I said, I was a bad person. I really was. I didn't have a heart for nobody. But God changing me has been the best thing because we did a a, a group, like a group trip down to Seattle here in Washington. And, man, seeing the homeless and seeing the people that are under bondage and just like drugs i wanted to help so bad like that's how much i love people now i wanted to help so bad and i couldn't and i broke down crying because i'm like not only did i see god's this is god's people but these are somebody else's kids that are in bondage and that the enemy is just like it literally felt like the enemy was laughing at my face because he was doing something right in front of me and i had no way to help and i cried like i literally cried because i wanted to help so bad and i couldn't and it just like broke me because I'm like, God, like, why do like this happen? And, you know, I'm going to be honest, because people make choices. People make choices and they don't understand the love that God gives. And like I said, the other other episode, I don't know how you could pass up on the love that God gives and who he is and the creator that he is. And it's just simply because of him, like who he is. And so when I saw that and those people down there, it broke me because I'm like, you're missing something that's so eternal and so fulfilling. That you had to find a temporary or seasonal thing just to break out of the, the feeling or the void that you have. And that's what broke me. But as well, man, I have another example of that prayer. Or not prayer, but in a time of, you know, when God answered prayers for me. It's when, um, like I said, friends and just relationships. Or not even just re like relationships in general. We have to get to a spot of asking God if this person's for me or not. And if it is, leave it. Because God will answer that prayer so quick, as well as that, I mean, like I said, asking God to remove myself from stuff like that. Because sometimes, you know, they're good people, but they're just good people with bad intentions. And so we get in the spot of being with people who are good, but they simply don't understand and have bad intentions that can hinder you. Or you just have to remove yourself and let God remove you. But overall, that question is, that was good. That's a good question because during that wisdom time of knowing that who to separate from it gave me a chance to open my eyes to see who i need to stick around and who not to fall into or hang out with later on in my life and walk with christ instead because god's going to bring you the people that are going to honor him and are going to be just like you and who are going to uplift you and edify the words of god so yeah even the wisdom about you know the incident in seattle it gave me a chance to see that not a lot of people understand the love of god and who he is but the people who do, the people who want to seek him, there's always a time and place that you're going to realize that, man, this is what I've been missing. It's going to be changing, life changing. So, yeah, that's like, that's why, you know, I do what I do or I let God let me do what I do because, you know, I wouldn't say God lets me do what I do. I more of like I do what God wants to do. There you go. Because he knows best. His wisdom is above ours. And there's just nothing that can surpass who God is. And so that's why I take this very seriously, very seriously, because he didn't take, he, man, I didn't say he didn't take, but God took us seriously when he went on that cross. <laughs> I'm being for real. Didn't even think twice. Mm -mm. Maybe at a time where he asked, you know, God to remove the cuff from him, but he said in that prayer, not my will, but your will be done. 
Because God is above it all and he reigns above it all. And that's the truth. Can't get any more real than that. <laughs> but another question. Man, like I said, we're flying through this. It's supposed to be a longer episode. I think we're going to go to depth with the good questions about, um, you know, just more in depth with these questions. So another one was, um, oh, what are your things you do daily to build your faith? Like I said, just get in community, get in community around you, um, abide in the word, read the scripture, read the verses, remember verses, try to remember verses, because I know it's hard sometimes to remember verses, but reading your Bible, letting your spirit feed, it's like the best thing you can do for you. I remember I was talking to somebody on social media because they messaged me and had a question. They're like, you know, I'm going through a specific problem and um, it feels like every time I read my word, I can't remember verses. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, the time's going to come back and we're going to start remembering. But I simply asked them this question. I was like, do you remember what you, uh, like, do you remember what you ate like three weeks ago? They're like, I don't even remember what I ate earlier this week. But I was like, do you remember that you ate though, right? They're like, yeah, Exactly. Just because you don't remember what you ate, you're still feeding your spirit. So, I, like I said, get in the community, read your word, let God be the center of things that you're doing, and continue just to stay hungry, build a fire. And if you're at that point in your walk, God's going to let you start ministering to people, not even through words, but through your actions, which is amazing because I think that's the best type of uh, preaching is through your actions and not your words because somebody can see you and you simply don't have to say a word. Be like, how you? How are you like this? And why are you like this? It's because I follow God and I put God so seriously. For example, at work, I remember my team, my team leader came up to me. And he was like, um, like, why do you, uh, why do you let, let like, how do, how do you say this? I'm trying to remember. Okay, he's like, he came up to me. He's like, Cardin, I noticed you don't cuss. And I want you all to know this. I used to have such a filthy mouth before I got saved. It was so bad. Like, it was bad. Even in football games, it was terrible. Like, I used to talk trash, like, all day. Even at practice, even in classrooms. It did not matter. I had a mouth. But I realized that cussing and, like, saying bad words are just filler words. And once I got the concept of, okay, God, like, I shouldn't be cussing because it doesn't honor you. It doesn't honor your ears. And it's not me. It's my flesh speaking and not the spirit. And once I got that concept, I was just realizing that. Plus, they're feeling words that I'm like, dang, I got to read more. Not just by the word, but reading in general so I could build up my vocabulary. And once I did that, I fell in love with reading because I think reading is the most underrated thing. <laughs> Now, I used to not like reading at all. I used to despise reading. I used to like writing. Like, I love writing. Um, I love math. Like, every subject in school, I would love doing it besides reading. It's just the act of being quiet. But once I got saved and I realized how quiet is so much louder, oh, my gosh, it's been amazing. Because not only you get to hear God speak, but you get to sit with, sit with yourself and let your mind speak and let it just fall out of play. And the more you let your mind speak and let it just get into the spot of quietness, that's the best growth that like you could possibly get. Just dealing with yourself, honestly. So like, man, <laughs> this is going deep, like very deep. And so I like it. Then, um, man, we're just going to be answering a lot of questions today. A lot. We're kind of flying through this. Um, Oh, I got one, another one, like right here. I just talked about this too. 
which is nice because it gives me a chance to go over it with scripture and everything i'm tying in is with scripture and it is from the word so if you have any questions open up your word and talk to god about it simple as that <laughs> but uh where did it go where's that where's that where's that it is right here it says why isn't god answering my prayers like i said god hears your prayers and he hears every single one of them. He sees what you do and he listens. It's just the act of being patient in your season and when it's going to be best because sometimes God's going to like answer a prayer. Okay, I'll put it like this. Imagine if you prayed for everything you wanted and God being such a good father that he is, he's like, he just ends up giving you everything, but you're not ready for everything, even though you want it. So it starts to pile up. You don't know how to stewardship over any of it. You don't know how to take care of it. And so it comes overwhelming and you start letting things go and they start breaking. That would not be a good father to let his kids fall into a place of failure. And God does not let you fall into failure. So to answer your question, why didn't God answer my prayers? It's because simply it's because it's not that season yet for you. And to be real, it's because maybe it's just not ready. And maybe you're not ready. Or simply it's because God wants not once but it's going to give you something way bigger than what you prayed for so don't be discouraged continue to pray about it continue to have faith about it but in those seasons when it's time and when god's gonna let it happen it will happen like i said you're probably walking in the middle of a prayer not probably you are walking in the middle of a prayer that you prayed a long time ago and you just don't realize it but once you realize it you're like man god like <laughs> you've been you've been moving the whole time i just been so blinded because i'm so Focus on the destination and not the journey. Let me say that again. We're so focused on the destination, but not the journey. And that's going to take me to a sermon that I have that I'm going to sp speak on this podcast later on. And it's, mm, it's deep and it's good because God's been steering it up inside of me and I just can't wait to let it out. But I'm going to hold on to it. Hold on to his word and what you want me to do. But to answer that and back that with scripture, let's look at Psalm 139.4. And it simply says, let me get there real quick. You know, Jeopardy music, put it on now. <laughs> I'm going, man. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going as quick as I can. You know, I don't need to go as quick. I'm going to take my time because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So, yeah, right here. Psalm 139.4. And like I said, I read that at the KJV. If you want to read another translation, go right ahead. I have no problem with that. So Psalms 139.4, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest altogether. So God already knows every word that's going to be coming out your mouth. Everything that you think, everything you're going to be saying, God already knows. So don't, like I said, don't get discouraged. I know it's hard not to be because you're like, man, God, I prayed this a long time ago. Why hasn't it happened? Why don't you answer my prayers? But he is. And during that time while he is, he's preparing you to we're pre preparing you to receive it in the best way so you don't fumble it. And that's the truth. Okay. And that like it, it is. And another scripture I want to take us to is first John five, fourteen through fifteen. And man, God is just speaking. Okay. Right here. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Meaning that every desire that you're praying for, everything that's in your heart is from God. And God already knows that and he hears it, that he's going to let it happen because it's according to his will. If it lines up with his will and is lined up with his word, 
it's going to play out. Everything's going to play out for your greater good. Don't worry. Don't don't let the enemy speak to you and think that you're not worthy enough because you are worthy enough. Jesus laid his life down for you because he loves you and he knows that you're worthy enough. He made you a masterpiece. Like, I don't know how many times we could go over that. God has made you into a masterpiece and made you fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, <laughs> it's just, it, God is good, man. God is good. But just the confidence and the faith. And when you have confidence, that faith goes even out the roof and that fire goes and just goes and goes and goes. And nothing can stop it. Nothing can simply stop God. Nothing can. The Almighty. But let's, let's look at another scripture. 1 Peter 3.12. I am just going. Words open. Pages are flipping. Oh, my. Okay, here we go. 1 Peter 3.12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. What did I say earlier? If you're simply doing evil in the waiting period, are you simply ready to get what you're receiving? Rhetorical question. Because I think we're in the spot of when you are able to be trusted with little, you can be trusted with much. But if you can't be trusted with little, you can't be trusted with anything. Shout out to Purpose 828, our youth, our youth ministry. That's our slogan. It's, it's, it's the real deal. You got to be trusted with a little just to be trusted with much. If you can't be trusted with little, you can't be trusted with anything. So during your time of being with little, during your time of waiting with little, you got to be trusted with little so God can give you much more with that prayer. And let me and let me go to Ephesians 3.20. Man, the Holy Spirit is just speaking right now. I love it. I love it. Um, we are going. We just... 3.20. Here we go. Right here. Fork. Oh, whoa. Wrong, wrong, wrong book. Now we're there. Now we are. Now we are. Sadi, Sadi. Okay. 320. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of work within us. So what you ask for in the time of your UR stewardship, God's going to give you abundantly more. He's going to give you a way more above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Meaning the Holy Spirit that's in you. It's going to be working so much because God is working and that he's going to abundantly give you way more than what you were expecting. But how are you going to expect more if you can't be trusted with little? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's the real deal. Real deal. And we're going to get real with this like every podcast. Man, shout out to the person that told me to get more real because I love this. To step the foot down. We're not going to water things no more. And I didn't think I was watering things. But listen to my old episodes. Yes, I was. And we're not going to be doing that no more. By the glory of God. By the glory of God. But yeah, God simply does answer your prayers. God answers your prayers. But is still willing to be obedient in the waiting season to get your prayers. And like I said, maybe it's just not the season for you to not get it because you're being prepared for it or simply because God's going to give you more. But during that time of waiting and stuff, what is your posture like? Another rhetorical question. What is your posture like? But we're going to remember. Shout out to my guy, man. Literally, Brandon. This guy has been another, inf not influence for me, but he has been able to share our stories with each other at one point in time. But he said today that you got to realize that the smaller things help you to see the bigger things. But when you're appreciated with the smaller things and able to steward it over them, the bigger things become more appreciative. 
That's the same thing with my, my old high school football coach. He said, take care of the small details because if you don't take care of the small details, they're going to pile up, pile up to the point. It's going to be a giant hill of small details. And then you're going to have to chop it up one by one, go down it one by one. So what I'm trying to say is that focus on the word, get in prayer, read a verse, read a scripture, read a chapter, pray, talk to God, um, be a representation of Christ, love another. Speak the word over somebody. Speak the word over yourself. Pray over your family. Everything you could possibly do that could honor God in the season of waiting for that prayer. Because it will come. And sometimes it comes quick when you're not expecting it. But God does not forget. He doesn't forget your sin. That's the one thing he does forget is forget your sin. But he doesn't forget because he knows what your heart desires. And those desires that He you have in your heart are the desires from him that he places inside your heart. Unless it's worldly. If it's worldly, then you had to fix that flesh heart of yours. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, like I said, try to convict you or condemn you. But if you got some worldly desires, man, you got to fix that heart. You really do. <laughs> and that's the truth. So, um, man, we just got a bunch of questions lined up from people. And it's amazing. It really is. Um, how we renew our minds in Jesus Christ. Like I said, realizing that we got to stop focusing on what is bad and start focusing on what is good. I think I remember I was telling my friend this because um, he was having a trouble with bondage and everything. And I was speaking the word over him and it finally like it started to seep through. You know, I planted that seed and God's going to take care of it. But it is simply, I noticed that he was constantly saying, yeah, I got to stop doing this, stop doing that. And that's the same thing I was saying earlier. We got to stop thinking about what we need to stop doing and start thinking about what we need to start doing. So when he said, I need to stop doing this, stop doing that. I told him to change up your words and start saying, I need to start reading the word. I got, I need to start praying. I need to pray today. I need to do this. And look at this. What you got in Christ is a gift. God gives you a gift, which is the spirit. And the gift is also his son. Because imagine that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John three sixteen. Begotten the son. That's what he says. That's what it says in the KGV version. But, we need to start focusing more on the goodness of God and how to love God. And once you start loving God, you simply put him above everything else. And that will spark the fire in you and it will move and it will touch other people without you even knowing. I'm telling you this because it's own it's from own personal experiences and as well as I've seen it from other people too. It's just simply can't get any better than that. Like you can't like anything everything that God gives you cannot get better than anything else. Everything we have in this earth, everything we have on this world, is all temporary. It's all going to go away when the time comes. When the end times come, all this is just going to vanish. But your spirit isn't. So why do you think your flesh constantly fights the spirit? Because your flesh wants your spirit to be burned and put away. Because your flesh knows it's not going to be going with you. So your flesh is going to try to do everything to stop your spirit from not going with the one who reigns above it all. Can't get any more simple than that. And it's just, hmm, I can't wait, man. I just, like, I'm thinking right now, I can't wait for it. the relationship series. Because we're going to get, we have so many questions lined up already. And I got the, you know, I got a couple of people who are going to be in the speaking of relationship series. We're going to start it off with a bang and we're going to end it off with a bang. Like, it's just going to, it's going to be a good, good time. By the grace of God, it's going to be an amazing time. And, man, just can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Man, I'm just looking at all these questions because there's so much. There's so many good ones that I'm trying to pick one. Um, 
Oh, this is an easy one. Easy one. Simply easy. And it's simply about, you know, a personal question. But I'm going to share it because it's not even bad. It's honestly not even bad. But it is favorite Christian song slash worship song. How do you favorite? How did your favorite song make you feel? Oh, man. That's hard because I got so many. Um, One of them is Trust in God, Elevation Worship. Because, man, you got to trust in God. And that when it says, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. Because that's true. God hears you when you cry. God hears you when you cry and you cry out to him. And that's the amazing thing. But I just named my top five. I sought the Lord. Lord, I sought the Lord. I trust in God. Um, been so good. That's when that one hits too. Uh, uh, he reigns above it all. That one's been hitting me like crazy lately. Um, what's another one? Mm, 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 mm. I got to look at my playlist. I really do. I gotta look at my playlist because I gotta look at my top five right now. Oh, okay. This is not really a song. I mean, it's a song, but it's not a lyrical song. It's simply just instrumental. But it's Three Hours of Soak in His Presence by William Augusto. Dude, I'm telling you, that is so anointed. I fall asleep with that on every night. Every night because it's just like, it's, it's nice. It's so peaceful. And that's my, that's one of my, you know, that might be two right there. That might be top one or two. But, um, mm, uh, what's another one that always got me? Oh, when I first started my walk, same God, like I said, same God, but elevation worship. But at the same time, um, so, so will I a hundred billion times by Hillsong. Man, like that's, I think what that's that. That's five right there. I could keep on going. I could probably name another five that I love so much. Um, More Like Jesus by Kanan Baca. Yeah, that one's good. That one's amazing. Um, Best Friend by him too. By by him. Oh my gosh. That was, that's a good song too. Um, What's another one? What's another one? What's another one? What's another one? Mm. Um, oh, Michael Bethany. Michael Bethany. He that he's unbelievable. I think it's called uh, "Walk with You." Yeah, "Walk with You" and "Fill the Room." Like those, I'm telling you, those songs are so anointing, so anointed that like it's just I uh, can't even describe it because how amazing they are. But those are like my top ten songs right there, and. Man, can I go over it? Let's go over that real quick. Some of y'all be listening to secular music. And I think it's a, I think that, ah, you got to follow your conviction. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit just told me there's conviction with it. So if you got to follow your own conviction, you know, if you're able to listen to worship songs, that's amazing. But secular music, I think there's a point where you can listen to secular music. But if it has like so much cussing and all this other stuff, I don't really think you should be listening to it. Because like, look in here, like, listen, look, 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 the devil, Lucifer. When he was still up there, he was in charge of worship. And he was in charge of the music of worship, literally. And so when the worship and the praise wasn't going to him, that's when he rebelled. Because it wasn't going to him, but it was going to God. And he was like, man, I'm making all this music. I'm making all the worship. Why is it not going to me? So all the music you're listening to right now that's not, you know, godly or doesn't edify God or just even simply just glorify God in any part. He's moving through that. The enemy's moving through that. Because nowadays, you know, there's kids, man. Like, I was on TikTok the other night. And it's, uh, I got a video that sent to me. It's about kids cussing in the bathroom. 
like kids are cussing in the bathroom their parents are letting them cuss in the bathroom like i don't know how that's like i can't raise my kids like that i simply can't my kids are going to be in church they're going to be playing sports staying out of the mix and just honoring god in any type of way but in a place that they like it and understand but i'm saying with this music stuff a lot of us are listening to this music stuff and letting it fill us up with words perverted images and think it's all right and it's normal for kids and teens to be thinking like this like it's turning you guys into something that you ain't some of y'all trying to turn into gangbangers some of y'all trying to turn into people that are simply not who you are some of y'all grew up in the suburbs and think you could carry a gun <laughs> that's how real that's how real we're getting some of y'all think okay this allows me to get into a car and hot box not by weed but something else i'm not gonna go there but because that's going to be for a relationship series. But some of y'all think you all listen to this music and live that lifestyle like the music's playing. But some of y'all grew up in a perfect home and realized that what you are is what you are. And God didn't make you any different. God made you exactly who you're supposed to be. He made you different. Don't get me wrong. God made you different because you're a different path and a different walk. But I think we are choosing to be something that we aren't. And then when we get into situations to prove that we aren't, we get scared. And then we try to get a get back. We try to do something that puts us in position even more deeply to a spot that we are in and possibly could ruin our lives. The chance that God gives. But God doesn't. God gives you multiple chances. God loves you every single time. But the enemy will try to do everything he can to pull you away from God. So don't get into a spot or trying to be something that you ain't. And that's the real. That's the real deal. Real deal spill. For real. <laughs> I was not even trying to do that, but it happened. It, it, it simply just happened but um dang we can answer more questions oh uh, yeah we'll, we'll answer one more we'll go one more and then well let's look for a good one that is mm, personal let's do a personal question that's one of the personal questions that i had but um man there's another relationship question but i want to save it though that's a that's a good relationship question but i want to save it for the relationship series and honestly man with how many questions you guys are asking we might start the relationship series next week that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna pray on it and see what god wants and then we're gonna start it up because i remember like i said the schedule's up i'm gonna start posting up every monday monday tuesday and thursdays that's how it's gonna be but the episodes might not be coming into the next day for example monday is gonna be recording it might come in monday night going into tuesday tuesday night going into wednesday and thursday night going to friday but regardless i'm gonna get you guys these episodes and get you guys these words and just simply the the truth behind every single one of them because that's what we're here to do that's here what we're going to be doing is spreading the word of god and spreading it to the word of god by his truth and his way but um yeah that we're going to save that question for a relationship series i know exactly who to bring in for a relationship series too so when i text you you better be ready be ready be ready freddy for real um Oh, this is a good one. Finding your identity in Christ slash letting go of the lies we have believed. Like I said, you got to read the word. Get deep in the word and realize what the word says about you. Because God's word is the truth and it only matters. The lies that you have been spoken over, over you, and you know that they're lies, you got to rebuke them, put the blood of Jesus over you, and start giving yourself words of firm, uh confirmation as well as speaking the approval over yourself because like i said what god did on what jesus did on the cross that's more than enough that's more than enough for anything 
It really is. So when God tells you that you're a masterpiece and he made you fearfully and wonderfully made, that he knew you before he formed you, that he has a plans for you and that they're a peace, and as well that um, he chooses you and he calls you a friend, he calls you a child, like made you in the image of God, literally in the first book, Genesis, that God made you in the image of him, image of him. So when the enemy tries to speak to you, you got to discern the voice. And that's what I want to talk about as well. You got to learn how to discern the voice. When you start listening into what, who God is, you know, who he is and what he's made you to be and the love of God and just all these other things and getting tied with the word and being rooted in the word, be Bible thumpers. <laughs> that's what we say in youth. Be Bible thumpers and let God speak with you. And you sit still and let God speak. That's when you start discerning. I think a lot of people get uh, confused with, you know, okay, how do I know God's speaking? It's not my own thoughts. God says, my sheep know my voice. And you could tell it too. Because if God's voice is like, if God's voice is like encouraging you, is correcting you, it is simply giving you that wisdom. And you know it's wisdom. And you get to sit still and just listen. And with your own thoughts, your own thoughts are going to be always playing in. They're going to be like popping up things like, yeah, you should do this. But you know you shouldn't. That's God's voice in the background saying, don't do it. But you were like, oh, what's wrong with this? But then there's going to be another voice, which is the enemy. He's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Do it. It's going to push it. The enemy's always going to push something wrong. And God's always going to push something that's good for you. And that's going to set you up beneficially. And as well, it's going to put you on the right track. So, like, for example, I, I'll give you a lot of examples of when the enemy tried to get to me and speak to me. But I'll listen to God and my own, like, my discernment. God's discernment, not mine. But um, I remember when I first started, like, going to school. Or, yeah, when I hopped into school this year and I was in the first semester, I was hesitant going into school because I was, like I said, I was worried or I was worried about how I was going to play out again and how I was going to go downhill after the first attempt of going to college. And the enemy was always telling me, like, there's no point in doing it. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail again. You're just going to constantly fail. Don't need a point. Be going. And my flesh was like, okay, you could do it, but what about this? What about that? But there's God's voice in the back saying, I got you. Don't worry. I'll lead you. See, you see how there's two different, there's three different points of views. But the last one is God's because God's always going to push you. He's always going to support you. And it's always going to line up with his word and his words. Line up with the book and his words. The Bible. Be a Bible thumper. Should make a shirt and give it to the youth. Shout out to Pastor Isaiah for saying that. But Bible thumpers, man. You got to be a Bible thumper. And... Simply understand who you are in Christ and know that what he says about you and the sacrifice he made about you and how seriously he took you, it's more than enough what the enemy can say. Because the enemy only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's going to come to manipulate you. And he's going to try to bring up your past, going to bring up these words or not. Man, hold on. Let me just stop for a minute because I feel like I had to say this. I don't know who it's for out there. But I just have the feeling the Spirit's put on to me right now. God's saying he loves you. God is simply saying he loves you. And the lies that are being spoken over you, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I bind them up and cast them in the pits of hell. Deep parts of pits of hell. And that God's not mad at you. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But when the days you cannot keep going are the days when I pick you up and we keep moving. And it says in Mark, literally Mark chapter 10, 27. For things are impossible without God, but things are possible with God. And, I feel, and God's telling me right now, the Spirit's telling me that everything that you thought were impossible, and they turned out to be possible. It's because I was there with you the whole time. And you're not doing nothing wrong. I simply want you to keep going. Because when you seek me, you will find me. And when you find me, you're unstoppable. 
I just had to say that because that was really deep in my heart right there. And God's going to protect you. So, like I said, I don't know who this is for, but I pray a hedge of protection over you. I pray that every tormenting spirit, the battlefield of the mind, will flee in the name of Jesus. And I plead and I plead the blood of Jesus over you. I know that God has plans for you. I know he's going to work in your life. He's already been working in your life. So don't doubt. And I can't wait to see you improve because you have been. No matter how big the step or how small it is, improvement is a win. And a win should be congratulated and should be celebrated because a win is a win. So I just want to say I love you. God loves you. And I'm praying for you, whoever it is. Man, <laughs> oh, whoa, I don't know what this happened, but that was just simply heartfelt right there. Glory to God. For, glory to God. Mm. But, man, like I said, you guys could talk to me, send me anything, text me anything, DM me anything, simply prayer requests, anything, and I'll pray. Like, I love praying. I love talking to God. Like, I can't go on a day without talking to God or praying. I simply can't. I gotta stay in constant communication. And ain't you just deeply in love with what he does. But I know I gotta go deeper. I wanna go deeper and I feel like I need to go deeper. I really do. But I'm telling y'all next week when the relationship series hit, it's gonna be something different. It's gonna be very different. Very, very different. So, but I think I'm gonna wrap up this podcast. And I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. And please, you know, I usually don't ask this. I really don't. But I'm not doing it for views or even, like, the the credits or the brownie points. But I simply guys ask you guys share this to people that you love. And maybe the message in here was for them. I don't know. But I just simply want God's word to be heard and have it be heard. So if you could simply just drop a like and just share this. I would simply be grated, grateful for it and appreciated. I just can't wait. But I love you guys. I hope you're having a blessed day when you do listen to this or even a blessed night. You know, Jesus loves you and I love you. And I just can't wait what the season, the seasons of what God wants to do with this and just the future, what God wants to do with this. But yeah, send me questions. Like I said, you know, my social, it's my full name, C-A-R-D-E-N-S-A-D-E-T-T-A-N, Cardin Sadaton. So I think sometimes it might be Cardin underscore Sadaton, but you can find me on Insta and TikTok, send me questions or anything. But man, I love you guys. Once again, and I hope you have a blessed night. See ya!